it's truth you're interested in, Dr. Tyree's philosophy class is right down the hall. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Just some quick insight, again, behind the scenes here at Wisconsin's Morning News. You know, Greg Matzik does our Matzik Morning Minute. That's the sports thing that comes up uh, in the 8 o'clock hour on Mondays and Fridays. Special little thing we get from Greg. So Adam is producing the program. If you were listening yesterday, you know Pancake had a pirate eye thing going. <laughs> so he's He'll out. be okay. Right. Hopefully. He will be okay. Hopefully. But he, like, was to the point yesterday where he couldn't open his eye. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's okay. Like, we'll get it. So Adam's producing the program today. Adam reaches out to Greg and says, listen, I don't have how it works here is Greg records in the morning his minute-long little sports thing, and then he puts it in our system. So mm-hmm. think of computer system at your work or whatever. Yeah. Once Greg uploads it to the system, it's there. Adam can pull it off, and we play it on the air. So he texts Greg because he doesn't see it in the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you know Matzik, and if you listen, you know Matzik. All Greg did was text him back, what, Adam? Uh, he, te- I couldn't believe this. So I, yeah, I said, "Hey, can I grab that?" And he texts me a dancing taco gif. Okay. <laughs> and so I tell you, "Well, all right, then." Morning minute is going to be Adam. What do we got? Well, we got a dancing taco gif. Brewers coming up against the Reds tonight. Catch it on WTMJ. It might be. So what's funny about Greg though is legit. Like he didn't assign any other instruction or follow that with. I'll get it. Or just, that's what he sent back. So word for we'll word. See- We'll see what happens. <laughs> Anything could happen. Classic I'm moving break. stuff around. Live radio. Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson is expected to sign the sales tax file today after that landmark deal struck with the governor and state legislators and the passage of that 2% sales tax earlier this week by the Milwaukee Common Council. The mayor will make it official in the deal that he helped broker. He and uh, Milwaukee County Executive David Crawley were instrumental in doing that, that outreach at the state. They made some inroads. He... Mayor Johnson says he hopes to continue working with Republicans who control the legislature in Madison on more things moving forward. Feels like they they gained some ground here. They did some good things. They opened a dialogue that perhaps hadn't been there, and he feels positive about that. So he's added now gun control. It's the next thing he wants to talk to Madison about. This from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Now that Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson has strengthened relationships in Madison and helped pass a local government funding deal, he's looking for another big policy push at the State House. Next priority, enacting stronger gun control laws. My purpose in bringing it up is not to relitigate the gun control debate or legislation on that. The mayor wants to go to Madison and see if there's some common ground and some common sense things that can be achieved. Okay, so be it. I want to t- focus more about that relationship because Milwaukee Mayor Tom Barrett, longtime mayor, Never quite, despite having himself once been a state legislator, couldn't quite develop that relationship that was necessary to move things in the way that he wanted to. It's one of the reasons we're calling the the sales tax legislation historic, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So as the mayor then goes back to Madison and goes back to these state legislators to try to broker the next deal, I wonder how he'll be received. How willing are Republicans going to be to get back into negotiations with the mayor and have discussions with him? He may be going there to negotiate once again in good faith, but what about the support he's getting for that effort in his own city? Stop accepting peanuts from the state. Don't let the state put us in a chokehold. That was Alderwoman Malele Cox using chokehold as the imagery that she describes as what Madison is doing to Milwaukee, what state legislators are doing to the city. I wish we had a clean bill. 
that financially help this city without overreaching, micromanaging, and being racist. So as the mayor goes back and says, no, we got a, we got a good thing going here. I got a dialogue. I just wonder if the tone of everything that was coming out of Milwaukee following that successful negotiation, and I, I know there were things in there that the mayor didn't like, the county exec didn't like, the city of Milwaukee didn't like, but success, quote-unquote, because some sort of deal was brokered. I wonder what sort of reception he's going to get now in Madison. Is Those guys heard all that. Oh, oh we got the city in a chokehold. We're all racist. Here's Russell Stamper. You're all enemies. It's clear that they are not our friends. And if they are not our friends, then they are our enemies. Knock, knock, knock. It's the mayor. You guys want to talk again? Not really. No, thank you. You think or no? You're looking at me skeptically like there's no lingering effect. This is just politics. People get in front of the mic and they say what they say. Because state lawmakers have never said anything bad about Milwaukee. Come on. Right. No, of course. That's there. No, I the, the cynic in me, the cynic in me, not that you, I don't, I don't necessarily think you're, you're, you're not correct that they'll be like, well, what? But this is all they do. This is what lawmakers <laughs> do. They, they speak divisively and pit you against the other side. This is what they do. So anything they ever say until they sign on the dotted line, I don't really care. You know what I mean? Like they're just, everyone just says things. And then they use it against each other, and then there's this and that, and then we see pictures of the mayor outside the Capitol. Hey, I'm here again. I'm working on stuff. Right. He said he, like, he overposted to Twitter and Facebook. Like, here I am in Madison so again. Until, until there's actual, like, legitimate policy being discussed, like last week, I don't know. I, I have a hard time. I just wonder whether if, if Mayor Johnson and County Executive Crawley did, in fact, cobble together a bridge and want to cross that bridge again to Madison. Be wary. Leaders here in Milwaukee may have already blown that bridge up. the suburbs. Because they don't know a god thing about how life is in the city. I'm satisfied with the outcome of the investigation. (laughs) No, you're not. No, you're not. Who is? This is the worst case scenario. The Secret Service says case closed. And? How can you say case closed? The investigation into that mysterious bag of cocaine found at the White House has failed to produce any leads nor identify any suspects. So the White House, uh, where Republicans were briefed by Secret Service, uh, say, okay, here's where we're at. Obviously, GOP not satisfied. They don't know who it is, and they, they it's a complete failure. Some Republicans left the briefing demanding answers. How can in the White House, 24-7 security, they find cocaine, but now they just close the investigation? In its statement, the Secret Service cited the difficulty in singling out a person among the hundreds of individuals who passed through the area where the cocaine was discovered. So that's CBS correspondent Nicole Skanga there. So people have said, well, what about dogs? You know, aren't there dogs? Aren't there uh, canines on scene that could maybe spot the cocaine? Here's what they said about that. The Secret Service has a canine unit that screens for explosive devices and biohazards, but not illegal drugs. And for some lawmakers, this incident now raises questions about security protocols at the White House. But we've had security protocol issues at the White House for what seems like forever. Wasn't it the Obama administration where a guy like got into the White House? Yeah. Well, and this is all Secret Service because we had the National Security Advisor. Somebody got in his house 
with the Secret yeah, right, Service yeah. detail there so, through an unlocked door. At some point, you're almost better just like creating a fall guy. Uh, hey, F- sorry, Jerry. <laughs> we're we're going to have to say it was yours. It turns out it was your Coke, dude. <laughs> we, because otherwise, there's speculation, rampant speculation about whose it could be. So sorry, Jerry. I, just make a guy up. Old Jerry Shinlinden just had to get his taste at the White House. Right. Who's Jerry Shinlinden? Uh, nobody. He works uh, in the back of the thing. He's an aide to this yeah, guy. Yeah, he's this. an aide to the aide to or, the aide to this guy. He's a, he's a retiring Secret Service agent. I don't know. Do something. Yeah, right. One of, you, one of your own guys fall on the sword. But I am, I am amazed that there wouldn't be one camera shot that they could show. Like, you know, that you'd think the... The administration would be like, please, please have at least something so we don't have to fight off. Because obviously there's controversy with his son who's fought addiction and whatnot. And if it wasn't that, right, you would think the White House desperately wants to know who (laughs) So they are cleared of that suspicion. Yes, because you know that's going to be used and and, and expanded upon and and whatnot. So, yeah, so now the Secret Service says, nope, sorry, uh, the... uh, Case is closed. We'll never know whose baggie of nose candy this was. And no one believes you. No one believes you don't know. But, like, think about just the secret Wait, service. Which is worse? Which is worse? You do know when you're covering it up, or you're so incompetent and <laughs> yeah. security is so lax that you really don't know. Which actually is feasible. I know that there's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there and all that, but if you think about, like, the... There's a lot of people that carry Coke, believe it or not, and it wouldn't shock me that on K Street or in Washington, D.C., <laughs> no. that that people don't have a little speed on them a little bit, working those crazy hours you, and doing that kind of stuff. You think that's like a, a more regular occurrence than than we believe? Yes. Somebody's in, the, like... Especially I, in Washington, D.C. I mean, I know we have the stories about how people le- legitimately... Now, some people are trying to sneak things through, but some people legitimately... I had a firearm in my bag when I went to the airport. I forgot it was in there. What are you going to forget right. more? A bag of Coke in your pocket or a gun? Well, you're going to the White House today. You're going like, through airport security. <laughs> I guess. You're right. But no, I, I'm with you. There's I, precedent for that. I, yes. I, I agree with you that, like, who's bringing a bag of Coke? But maybe it's that... I. Uh, I don't know. The, the the whole thing is just so unfortunate and so disappointing and so predictable. I think I, we kind of all saw this coming. That oh, um, hundreds of people come through here. It could be any, anyone's coke, and we don't have one camera. I'm also not entirely buying that about the dogs. Like dog, you know, the dogs who are trained, highly trained to to sniff out things. They're only trained to either do explosives or drugs. That's a good question. I, you'd think they that, just smell something. And something right those dogs there. are super smart. Something ain't right there. <laughs> It's not a bomb, but I know whatever it is, it's not supposed to be. <laughs> you might here. want to check that. On the Old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620, Old National Bank at Old. We were talking about the cocaine at the White House and uh, whether or not the bomb-sniffing dogs that they have at the White House could also have detected drugs. And mm. apparently there is a very specific type of training that each dog in that case. Yeah. You know, so some dogs are trained to sniff out drugs, and some dogs are trained to sniff out explosives. Correct. Not not the same dogs necessarily, and confirmed by uh, former detective of Waukesha County, Steve Peterson. Vincent Eric explosive dogs alert on suspected devices by sitting down. Drug dogs alert by scratching at packages, etc. He adds, you don't want bombs, <laughs> bomb dogs scratching at packages for obvious reasons. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Yes. Asked and answered then. See? Informative this morning. So Bastille Days opens up again today. That's an early start, 11 a.m., uh, largely around Cathedral Square in Easttown. I, I, I might try to go hit lunch over there, catch my wife for a office uh, 
Sit down outside. <laughs> Office what? <laughs> oh, 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 love is in the air. I try to grab lunch. We'll see. <laughs> that's, 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 Man, I just thought of an I awesome really joke that I had to pull back on. Tell you in the break. Uh, they did storm the Bastille last night. Adam Roberts is producing the program today. Pancakes off today because uh, he's still got the pirate eye that we told you about yesterday. Was it uh, well attended, Adam? It was very well attended. In fact, actually, I was when I was doing my live hits uh, during the evening on WTMJ Nights last night, I was talking with someone who lives just down the way, and they remarked, I can't believe there's so many people yeah. here. And I just looked like, but you live here. This happens every year. This is not a new thing. They've been doing it for 40 years. But, yeah, when they go from, I think it's Mason and Jefferson, they line everybody up, and they stack you back to Cathedral Square. It's like the running of the bulls. They just sound the horn, <laughs> and then just... Well, it would certainly get more coverage if more of y'all fell down. Right? <laughs> right. I provided plenty of coverage last night. They must have, they must have separated all right, though. My, my kid ran it, and I warned him. I'm like, hey, man, don't expect, like, to be out in the open, you're going to be running with a crowd for a while. Yeah, right. And he, he seemed to be, he did okay, so he must have been able to... Where was he located, do you know? I suggested that he get toward the front. That's very smart, and that is appropriate because I was in the very back. And he had, hardly moving? <laughs> oh, yeah, it took, I heard the horn, and then, all right, uh, okay, all okay. right. And Here we wait. go. Walk and along. we're waiting. Yep, yep. Any Harley yeah, Davidson right. riders in the uh, throngs? Oh, yeah. Any of them get off the bike and just say, yeah, I'll run this thing? <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually kind of interesting. I know you're supposed to register for the run, but there's so many people <laughs> who do this that there are so many who just go like, I want to run. Can I just? Okay. Oh, okay. Absolutely. All right. All right. Oh, here we go. Right. It's not really a closed course. It's through the streets. Yeah. Fine. I, you can't, that happens a can't lot. stop me from running. Yeah. That happens a lot. People just kind of. Oh, and I want to point to out. I, we got to get to break, but I want to point out, Vince, I mentioned yesterday when we were talking about this. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to run because my knee, I had an incident at Summerfest. I am happy to report you must have said a prayer to the Orthopedic Associates Lords, and my knee held out great. It was fantastic. It's not really That's how all that you works. Do. <laughs> all you gotta do is pray to. Wait. Generally, you have to go see the docs at Orthopedic <laughs> Associates of Wisconsin. But glad it worked out for you. Uh, one more thing before we hit the break: just Harley Davidson festivities pick it back up again today. Today's the first day they'll be at Veterans Park. The seven o'clock show is the Cult Green Day to follow. Events at the museum today. Dealerships, of course, across the area. And I was just impressed with some of the interviews that we brought in here at six twenty WTMJ. We we say people come from all over the world. In fact, that's happening. This guy here from Canada. This is my first time in Milwaukee and first time to uh, any homecoming for Harley. And everything that's happening, the atmosphere, everybody's so easygoing and fun. And we're here for a good time. This dude here from Malaysia, you know why he came, Eric? He wanted to meet him some Davidsons. We came here to see Bill Davidson. We met him yesterday. We had a meeting with him yesterday. And we are one of the biggest dealers in Malaysia now and for Harley. So that is why we are here. We cannot miss... Now, I'll tell you, yeah, I know, awesome. you and I both know Bill Davidson, yep, yep, great been friends with him for a number of years. Nothing makes him happier than to see people who come from the other side of the planet to get a, to be a part of this. I like how he didn't say, we want to meet Bill Davidson. He said, we had a meeting. We had a meeting. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I know him. Yeah, he's my best buddy. Yeah, he, he took a meeting with us. <laughs> So the fall show is now seriously in jeopardy, right? With the actors joining the writers still on strike. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You can you can assume that there will not what be will some we of the. Do? Yeah, you can assume that Stranger Things won't come out. Going to be curling up soon. with a good book this fall. 
So, yeah, the upcoming fall TV season, nothing written for that yet, so you wouldn't have the writing for that. Not going to see any production there at all. And then you add in the actors. That's the biggest piece of this. You cannot work without the writers and the actors, so you really can't do anything. In fact, the actors can't do anything. They can't promote their films. So you're not going to see any of them on the red carpet, right? You're not going to see no more Barbie red carpets, no more Oppenheimer red carpets, uh, upcoming movies, TV shows, all that stuff. That's done. They can't go to things like Comic-Con to promote stuff. They can't promote past films. Any work that was under the SAG or SAG after agreement. ABC's Jason Nathanson there. Yeah, during uh, Oppenheimer was making its London debut on Thursday. The actors ended up walking out before the screening because they couldn't be there. You know, the strike vote was coming in, so wow. they, they made their quick appearance, and then they're like, okay, we can, got to go. Right, we, we can't, we're not allowed here. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, I know that it's not just like Emily Blunt or some of these, you know, big-time actors or something like that. A lot of them are, are it's all actors. You know, even a uh, member of the SAG is uh, one of our teammates. Sandy Max is a member of the SAG, so it's not just people that are Meryl Streep-like. Right, Matt Hollywood. Damon's going to be fine, no yeah. matter how this turns out. But right, the, the folks who, you know, maybe are just extras in a few episodes of Chicago Fire or right, something right. like that uh, down there in Chicago, things like that. So what about the Emmys? This year, it's a big one. They just had the nominations come out, and this year in September would be the 75th Emmy Awards show. So what's going to happen? Even things like the Emmys, uh, which are coming up in September. If the strike's still going on come September, it's possible we might see the Emmys postponed or canceled. That's Jason Nathanson there. I would guess canceled. Or I'm sorry, I would guess postponed because it's the 75th. Since it's a big, big time anniversary one, I would be shocked if they were going to push it for a year. They'll just postpone and run it later in the in the fall. And I was going to suggest that now with the actors joining that there would be a quick resolution and the deadline looming for getting things in production so that they can start airing and going to streaming and, and whatever, that perhaps there's a quick resolution afoot. But the information you had from the studios was like, no, we are way far yeah. apart on what they're asking for. They were What, what was, the, what was so, the line? Like, they're asking for the world? Yeah, or? yeah. They're preaching poverty but asking for the world. Fran Drescher is the president of SAG, and she said yesterday that one of the things that the studio had presented to them was, okay, so here's what we need. We're going to pay all of your extra type actors and some of the you know one-day or two-day actors a day's pay so we can scan them and have their identity in our system so we can run them as AI forever. <laughs> and they were like, well, no. Sounds great. No, that, you, can't, you, you can't do that. Now, Studio has also said that some of the demands from the actors have been crazy, too. So, you know, you got to take everything with a grain of salt. But they're not even close right now. Well, fortunately, Indy is already out. You saw it this week, <laughs> did, right? Dial of Destiny? What yeah, did you it think? Fine. It was fine. You know, I, I kind of went in, wasn't expecting the world, but I needed it to be better than the last one, than four. Okay, it did that, right? And it right. was better than four. I thought it was entertaining. My, my daughter came and watched it with me. She's 11. She's seen the first one and, you know, pieces of all the other ones. And uh, she liked it. She had a good time watching it. You and it, I so. disagree on Temple of Doom, so you can't rate it better than Temple of Doom even? No. I was a kid. I was a kid when I saw that one for the first time. So the answer is incorrect. It's ingrained in me as a you know. I a should fun... watch Temple again. I'll yes. watch it again. All right. I commit to you. I'll watch it again and see if I change my mind on That's it. That's the, the bridge in half. Hey, everybody in Wisconsin knows <laughs> hard out. that Harrison Ford, who is Indiana Jones, went to Ripon College, right? That's like Wisconsin, Laura. Did you know? Yeah. And I, he, he actually acted in Walworth County, too, near Williams Bay. A couple of things I didn't know about that in a recent article that was uh, republished in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel is actually from the Final Act Reporter. Had a couple more details about how Mr. Ford, 
matriculated at Ripon College. He was there for four years. He didn't graduate, but he was there for a number of okay. years. Um, I never knew also that he cleverly dropped a reference to his Ripon College days into one of the Indiana Jones movies. Here's the scene at the beginning of The Last Crusade. Early in the film, it's Dr. Jones, right, at college, giving his ex-never-marks-the-spot lecture, which is awesome. Because later, mm, of course, yep. <laughs> X Irony, marks the spot. Yep, right? yep. So he opens the scene. He's writing the word fact on the chalkboard. Archaeology is the search for fact, not truth. I love that line. I've never thought about it more than in recent times when you know we've developed truth to mean a relative term. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, you talk about, well, here's Eric. Eric is speaking his truth. Yeah. Yeah. What's your truth? I thought truth was truth. Well, even Indy <laughs> thought. No, it's a philosophy question. What is truth? It's a moving scale. Anyway, not the point of this conversation. Indiana Jones follows that line there about fact and truth with this. If it's truth you're interested in, Dr. Tyree's philosophy class is right down the hall. Yeah, the class loved it. Want to talk about truth? Go see the philosophy guy. That's Dr. Tyree. Did you know Dr. Tyree is a real guy? That's your Ripon College reference. Daphne Lemke was the writer in the Fond du Lac Reporter. She wrote, William Tyree was a college professor, World War II vet, and taught philosophy at Ripon College for 33 years before retiring in 1983. Ford took three classes with him, according to the article, and actually kept in touch with Dr. Tyree socially outside of class. That's awesome. And the line was a throwaway, a drop-in by Ford. It wasn't written in. He just threw that in there. <laughs> Dr. Tyree's class. And they kept it. That's great. Which is awesome. I posted the piece to my social media as well. You follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Threads. You can find the link there. If it's truth you're interested in, Dr. Tyree's philosophy class is right down the hall.